Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Our theme for today is evolution. And before we uh, explore our theme, uh, we ha- I just want to mention that we have, a, we have a gift that we're going to give you. And uh, stay with us, and we'll speak about it a little bit later. But first, I'd like to uh, take a thought from one of the works of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors uh, our show, Inner Sight. And Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of books, and all of our dialogue emanates from the works of Alice Bailey. And the volume that uh, our discussion today uh, comes from is um, Consciousness of the Atom. So our discussion today, our theme for today, emanates from that particular work of literature by Alice Bailey. Our thought for today, the entire story of evolution is the story of consciousness and not of form. And that's rather astounding to me because as I was a student in high school and college, I always thought of evolution as being one form progressing to another more sophisticated form. And actually, when we think of it, consciousness and the evolution of consciousness within uh, within humanity is, is very interesting and not really spoken about too much. How would you define evolution? Evolution literally is an unfolding from within outwards or an unrolling from an inner center. Uh, That's what it means to evolve. In terms of our discussion today, uh, evolution is the unfolding of a continually increasing power to respond or a power to be sensitive to or aware of um, the surrounding world. That's um, the the view in the ageless wisdom of what evolution uh, means and this this process of evolution affects not only the development of human beings but every form of life on earth uh, including the animal kingdom the vegetable kingdom and even the mineral well realm down to the atomic lives everything we're told is unfolding this this responsiveness this inner 
uh, awareness of being part of a larger whole, which I find fascinating to think about. Obviously, the awareness is different on the level of an atom than it is on the level of a uh, a PhD uh, human being, but uh, the capacity to to be sensitive to the larger whole in which the life exists is uh, the force of evolution. Yeah, one of those, um, another one of those definitions by in the Alice Bailey books we see uh, evolution means a steadily increasing sensitivity to light and illumination, and uh, that is. Uh, that is an aspect that um, comes from within. It's it's the soul factor, the soul principle within every form, whether it's a human being or an animal or even a plant for that matter. There is this soul, the anima mundi in the lower kingdoms and the soul principle that is actually urging this uh, being, this form, person to move forward in his or her life and that's actually what's driving evolution it comes from within and as you say it works from to without and uh, probably another important uh, point to bring up early in the discussion is that evolution could be said to be a process and not um, the effect of a force applied from the exterior in other words, evolution isn't something that happens because of some greater overpowering force uh, manipulating uh, the life in whatever uh, structure, atomic or human uh, level it is, but it's a process of unfoldment, and it, it's generated, as, as Dale said, from within. Uh, it's... Um, it's an effect or, uh, of responsiveness and not something that's um, coerced or applied by, say, God or whatever. It's actually also a law. It's a spiritual law or a divine law that sets in motion this long process of unfolding of consciousness. So uh, we can't avoid, can't avoid this uh, whole theme of evolution because it's, we're bound to it by law. So... It's been such a controversial topic. There's uh, almost been uh, warfare over evolution. Uh, why has the theory of evolution, why has it been so controversial? Well, you know, it's still controversial because um, I think it's not allowed to be taught in the public schools of states like Kansas and mm-hmm. probably other states. It's simply not allowed to be taught as a as a theory even. I'm not sure why it's so controversial, but I think it might have to do with the fact that it's thought to um, that it's focused on the form and in looking at the form rather than at the consciousness aspect the the um, urge to reconcile uh, the evolutionary theory with what is said in in the Bible in Genesis seem seem to come into conflict and um, people of uh, deep religious belief sometimes conclude that the theories of, uh, particularly of Darwin and uh, the survival of the fittest and all of that sort of thing, do not, um, cannot be reconciled with what is said in Genesis, which is that God made the world in seven days and mm-hmm. then rested. But uh, when we look at it as an expression or an unfoldment of consciousness, I don't think there there's controversy. In fact, I think there's uh, really a, a mutual um, 
agreement between creation and evolution? <clears throat> well, yeah, I think this controversy has come up because of these creationists and the evolutionists seem to be at loggerheads, and um, they seem to think that it has to be either one or the other, either creation, creationism or evolution. And I, I believe, and I'm sure a lot of other people believe too, that it's uh, really a question of both. Uh, it's, it's both evolution and it's both uh, creationism because as far as I'm concerned, uh, there is this great deity that ensouls our planet. Uh, there is this one life that uh, gives us all life and uh, when he he did create this planet, and once the planet was created, what he did was set in motion an evolutionary force, and a process was set in motion. So I I see it as um, as that both there is you know truth in both what they say and uh, what they both say I should say, and uh, it it's, it's simply a matter of coming together and realizing that they they have both to contribute to this same controversy and um, that should resolve it for you it probably does but yeah. part of the problem is that um, Darwin's theories focused as, I, as far as I know on the evolution of forms in the animal and human realms and when you think about it, that's probably far less significant than the evolution of the consciousness dwelling within the form. I think it's said that the human form, the physical form of human beings, is pretty much a finished project. I think I've read that. There might be a few changes. Uh, maybe we'll give up our appendix or something or our tonsils in future millennia, but basically as I, as far as I know, we're a done deal. Uh, the The human form is pretty much uh, worked out uh, for whatever purposes God wants to accomplish through humanity. But the consciousness within the human kingdom is very much in a state of evolution. And mm -hmm. when you look back just the past century and you see the tremendous changes that humanity has been able to effect, uh, it's remarkable. You you can see consciousness is evolving. Yeah, and as consciousness evolves, then the form follows suit. Uh, it doesn't work the other way, as at mm -hmm. least as far as um, our teachings are concerned, and as far as I believe myself, that um, it is the consciousness aspect within that uh, determines the uh, ex outer expression. And um, it, as you, I, I think you, you said that the form is just about run its course. But I think there will be more refinements in the form. Maybe they'll uh, all be thinner. <coughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, there will be refinements, but I think there again it depends Better on the ref the refinement <laughs> of the consciousness as we become more attuned to the higher spiritual values. This, in turn, will reflect the uh, the outer physical form, not only the personal human form, but the the form of life that we live and the the um, what we do with the material world and the refinements that we make in the material world will be as a design uh, of the uh, inner spiritual life. 
Maybe this um, relates to something that I think we all uh, feel the poignancy of, and that is the disappearance of different forms within the animal realm. Uh, Some of them are such tiny little lives, the snail darter, the, um, oh, I don't know, some kind of owl um, that was endangered. Spotted owl. The spotted owl. The... When these disappearances in the animal kingdom and the vegetable kingdom happen as a result of human action invading territory that uh, doesn't permit these lives to live any longer, then we feel the wrongness of that. But there's another aspect to evolution, as I understand it, that phases out certain animal and uh, vegetable forms as part of a, a plan that to God makes sense, to nature makes sense, and not every life within every species necessarily has to continue forever and ever as a um, uh, a necessity for our planet to function. No, they have to make way for the new, more improved uh, forms that uh, take must take place and it's a very controversial issue, and it brings out passions in people. And rightly so. We should care about these things, and we should think deeply about them and really bring our best um, understanding of ethics to the question. But it's it's also incumbent upon us to understand uh, the full range of evolution and uh, that um, uh, if forms disappear, then better ones will will come about uh, in time and, and I think that's um, we have to um, see the bigger picture here there perhaps and that would help us uh, to define really what's happening but I don't want people to misunderstand us when these forms for example would be the manatee in Florida which is an ancient uh, aquatic animal that um, is uh, very endearing and completely harmless and being killed off uh, in very large numbers by speedboats in Florida waterways. It's an ancient, ancient animal species, very bulky and uh, uh, probably it's the kind of um, species that isn't destined to continue Uh, terribly much longer but on the other hand when that species is being phased out by human action unnecessarily um, human beings unnecessarily causing suffering and the elimination of this species then it seems really wrong so there's there's a lot to be evaluated and I don't know what the final answer is well, uh, you certain, Dale certainly gives credence to the uh, biblical phrase, as ye think, so shall, uh, shall ye be. And um, it's interesting, that comment that, uh, that you made about uh, form following consciousness that gives rise to all sorts of interesting thoughts. But for those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. And our theme for today is evolution. And I I did give you. I, I did make a promise. Uh, D- Dale and Sarah were very generous, and they're offering you a gift. And uh, all you have to do is give us a call on our toll-free number, and we'll be happy to send that gift out to you. And the gift is a booklet that we have, and the booklet is entitled "Science of Meditation," and it's a wonderful uh, book. And I, I think much of it uh, promotes the idea of uh, meditation being a, a source of 
uh, of generating goodwill toward people, but so many people today are speaking about the benefits of meditation, and if you want to get started, we do have a booklet uh, called The Science of Meditation. You're welcome to give us a call and order uh, that booklet, as well as the cassette tape that we have uh, on the Science of Meditation. You can order that as well as if, you, if you'd like to. So uh, you too can experience the, um, the benefits that so many of us have experienced um, and derived from meditation by ordering uh, the free booklet, The Science of Meditation, or the cassette tape on The Science of Meditation. You're also welcome to um, order any of our books. And our book today is The Consciousness of the Atom, which is one of Alice Bailey's uh, books. She wrote 24 volumes of books. But our discussion today, our dialogue, emanates from that particular book. So give us a call either for the gifts that we've offered you or to order uh, the book, Consciousness of the Atom. If you order it directly from us, we'll give you a 10% discount on the book. Uh, give us a call at one 695 8247 That's our toll-free number. Uh, once again, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven, or you can call us. An easy way to remember, rather, is uh, calling us uh, by thinking of this number. If you're in your car and can't write it down, one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis L U C I S, and you can order. Um, you can also call up and order any of our past uh, cassette tapes of our past shows, past shows, or any of our 24 volumes of books. Uh, what you might do, if you're really interested in Lucis Trust, is order all 24 volumes of uh, Alice Bailey's books at a 10% discount directly from us. And we just want to remind you, too, that as generous as Dale and Sarah are, we have to remember that this show is funded by the generous donations of our listeners, and we need and welcome your support. Uh, once, just a little comment, if people are interested in knowing more about uh, the Lucis Trust organization, you're certainly uh, welcome to order our general package of information, which explains who we are, and just quite succinctly, we're not a religion, but we're an organization that explores life with other people who are of like mind, um, enjoying the exploration of deeper levels of life and uh, values in life. So, once again, to return to our show and continue our theme of evolution. Uh, how does uh, how does evolution progress? How does it unfold? Because it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, uh, subject to, to take a look at. Uh, according to the um, Ageless Wisdom, evolution progresses through cyclic development. Uh, everything in manifestation proceeds according to cycles of... Um, uh, breathing out and breathing in, to use the science of the breath uh, reference. Evolution progresses through choice, through discrimination, through constant mutations being made, not only upon the form but upon the consciousness. We learn through trial and error. We learn through experience. We learn through pain and suffering. All of these are aspects that bring about a change and an expansion of consciousness because essentially evolution is um, an ever-increasing power to respond to a higher vibration. Life, in its essence, being a, uh, a vibratory pulse. Evolution is the increasingly responsive um, uh, responsiveness to higher and higher rates of vibration. That's right, and 
I like to um, think of evolution always in, in, the, in the larger scope of things and uh, the long sweep of history because that gives me a, a, a big picture. And um, we, we talked a lot about evolution, but there is also, uh, going back to in our ancient history, that stage called involution. When um, and, and this is related to the involution and evolution is related to the whole story of the prodigal son because, as you know, the prodigal son left the father's home and went into the world and down and experienced the uh, pain and suffering in the physical, dense physical world and finally became so dissatisfied with that that he picked himself up and uh, started on his journey back to the father's home. And so we have this cyclic or cyclic thing, as you mentioned, of uh, this whole process of coming leaving a stage of perfection, coming into a dense world of imprisonment and um, a stage of, 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 of deep pain and suffering, and then working oneself out of that uh, stage and starting on the upward uh, journey back home. And so you have a, a, a cycle, and uh, there is a, a the, on the evolutionary side, there is this long cycle of ever-increasing perfection. And th that's a, another way of looking at the whole, at least uh, it's meaningful to me. Uh, another cause of evolution is the um, effects of spiritual stimulation, which I think is really what um, Dale is uh, referring to. Spiritual stimulation, or the energy of divinity, makes an impact on forms and on consciousness in varying ways. It, it uh, creates an effect that we know as radiation in the mineral kingdom. And it's said that uh, the element radium is the most um, advanced uh, of the of the mineral kingdom. There's another theory that says the diamond is the most advanced stage within the mineral kingdom because of the uh, the brilliance and the beauty and the hardness of the mineral. I don't know, but uh, radiation is seen in in the mineral radium. It it expresses as uh, beauty and diversity in the vegetable kingdom. And we see that uh, in in the tremendous variety and beauty of uh, trees, grasses, flowers, plants, and the food that they supply to the the animal and the human kingdoms. And we see evolution in the elimination of pain and suffering in the animal kingdom. And that's where humanity's role comes in. The importance of of the human being in relationship to the animal is to help eliminate the pain and suffering experienced by animals. Yeah, the um, it is also said in the Ageless Wisdom that the power of love to drive onward, call it evolution or the inherent urge, but it is love causing motion and urging onward to completion. And it's um, that's essentially the principle of the soul, the, the power of love and um, it is this inherent urge within every human being that is actually driving us forward to some, some more perfect state. 
And apparently this recognition isn't only found in the Ageless Wisdom because um, the great philosopher Immanuel Kant said something very similar to that. He said matter, which appears to be merely passive and without any form or arrangement, has even in its simplest state an urge to fashion itself by a natural evolution into a more perfect constitution. Even the simplest material forms have this urge, he thought, to create a more perfect expression of themselves. So uh, it's, a, it's a belief or a recognition that is not limited just to the ageless wisdom. Mm-hmm. So what I'm assimilating from this is that uh, every aspect of, uh, of being is interested in, in uh, perfection and self-perfection. Mm-hmm. Is that Starting correct? Towards yeah. it, yes, from the smallest, tiniest lives onward. Um, somehow that strikes me as true. Yeah, uh, feels right to me too. Yeah. Even at the level of the atom, I mean, this is probably going on. It's it's more difficult to see, but I think it's it's there. And not only is it striving every tiny fragment of life striving toward perfection, it's striving towards a union or reunion with the larger whole. Um, it's said that everything in the universe is composed of smaller parts and at the same time part of a larger whole. And human beings are part of the human family. We are part of the planet. The same is true for all uh, atoms of life. Uh, From the macrocosmic to the microcosmic level, evolution works out as an urge to rejoin the larger whole. And so this this idea that we sometimes have where we have a dissatisfaction uh, about our life, that would that might be a healthy concept because mm-hmm. that dissatisfaction might be bringing us along the path of personal evolution. Is that correct? Very yeah, often, okay, that discontent can often be yeah. divine. It might be something positive. Right, then. right. Is death a necessary part of evolution? Yes, it apparently is because, um, as Dale mentioned, there's evolution and involution, and death is a part of that that cycle, and death of course, affects only the the form side. It doesn't affect the the eternal uh, consciousness aspect. But all life progresses through the occupation of form, grows and expands through its its uh, experience in form, and eventually grows beyond the confines of the form. And so, in the end, death can be liberation to the indwelling life. It's necessary to release the life within the form when the form is no longer able to serve the purposes of the indwelling life. Yeah, death makes way for a more improved form, which can contain the greater, uh, a greater expression of life. And it's as uh, life is always trying to uh, express itself in the world, and it must keep replacing old worn-out forms that have served their purpose with with better ones. And And that's why I've never understood this idea of cryogenics where you have your form frozen for eternity. Why would you want to hold on to... Well, speaking for myself, I would never want to hold on to my form forever and ever because it couldn't possibly serve my soul's interests. Yeah, well, it's actually not the entire form. Uh, Most of the time it's just the head... Walt Disney's head head is in cryogenics and 
-hmm. intention is one day there will be a robotic body, and, uh, well, that's another story. Is there a spiritual goal to evolution? Very much so. Um, spiritual, spiritual evolution depends upon the, um, the evolution of, uh, of life, the expansion of consciousness. For the subhuman kingdoms, the animal, vegetable, and mineral, the goal is to evolve into a kind of self-consciousness. And for human beings, the goal of evolution is to evolve into group consciousness. And maybe we need more time to discuss a subject like this because really there's so much to consider about this. Could we continue oh, the discussion think, another uh, time? I, I'd like to. I'd like to know more myself. Okay. And uh, uh, once again, if you'd like our free booklet that uh, we're giving you, you're certainly welcome to order it. Or if you'd like to order any of our books, uh, call up on our toll-free number at one eight six six. NY Lucis, think of New York Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, and this show is funded by the generous donations of our li uh, listeners, and we need and welcome your support. And in closing, we invite you to ponder on this thought. Goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill is love in action. It is the energy that draws us together in right relationship. There is a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It is a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.